I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading 2 Kings chapters 22 and 23, which are paralleled by 2 Chronicles chapters 34 and 35. So those are the four chapters that we'll be reading today. In our first passage of Scripture, two passages as they're paralleled, 2 Kings chapter 22 and 2 Chronicles chapter 34 verses 1 through 28, Josiah becomes the king of Judah, and by the way, he was a good king. Verse 1 of 2 Kings chapter 22. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned thirty and one years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jedidah, the daughter of Adaiah of Boscoth. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in all the way of David his father, and turned not aside to the right hand or to the left. And it came to pass in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, that the king sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, the son of Meshulam the scribe, to the house of the Lord, saying, Go to Hilkiah the high priest, that he may sum the silver which is brought into the house of the Lord, which the keepers of the door have gathered of the people. And let them deliver it into the hand of the doers of the work that have the oversight of the house of the Lord, and let them give it to the doers of the work which is in the house of the Lord, to repair the breaches of the house." unto carpenters and builders and masons, and to buy timber and hewn stone to repair the house. Howbeit there was no reckoning made with them of the money that was delivered into their hand, because they dealt faithfully. And Hilkiah the high priest said unto Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. And Shaphan the scribe came to the king, and brought the king word again, and said, Thy servants have gathered the money that was found in the house, and have delivered it into the hand of them that do the work, that have the oversight of the house of the Lord. And Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath delivered me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the book of the law, that he rent his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah the priest, and Ahikam the son of Shaphan, and Ogbor the son of Micaiah, and Shaphan the scribe, and Asahiah, a servant of the king, saying, Go ye inquire of the Lord for me, for the people, and for all Judah, concerning the words of this book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us, because our fathers have not hearkened unto the words of this book to do according to all that which is written concerning us. So Hilkiah the priest, and Ahikam, and Achbor, and Shaphan, and Asahiah, went unto Huldah the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikvah, the son of Harhas, keeper of the wardrobe. Now she dwelt in Jerusalem in the college, and they communed with her. And she said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Tell the man that sent you to me, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place and upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the words of the book which the king of Judah hath read, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be kindled against this place, and shall not be quenched. 
But to the king of Judah, which sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, as touching the words which thou hast heard. Because thine heart was tender, and thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord, when thou heardest what I spake against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation and a curse, and hast rent thy clothes and wept before me, I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. Behold, therefore, I will gather thee unto thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered into the grave in peace. And thine eyes shall not see all the evil which I will bring upon this place. And they brought the king word again. Now let's go over and look at the parallel passage, which is Second Chronicles chapter 34, beginning with verse 1. This is a, a little bit longer account. Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem one and thirty years. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the ways of David his father, and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. For in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David his father. And in the twelfth year he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places, and the groves, and the carved images, and the molten images." And they break down the altars of Balaam in his presence, and the images that were on high above them he cut down, and the groves and the carved images and the molten images he break in pieces, and made dust of them, and stowed it upon the graves of them that had sacrificed unto them. And he burnt the bones of the priest upon their altars, and cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. And so did he in the cities of Manasseh and Ephraim and Simeon, even unto Naphtali with their mattocks round about. And when he had broken down the altars and the groves, and had beaten the graven images into powder, and cut down all the idols throughout all the land of Israel, he returned to Jerusalem. Now in the eighteenth year of his reign, when he had purged the land and the house, he sent Shaphan the son of Azaliah, and Maaseah the governor of the city, and Joah the son of Joahaz the recorder, to repair the house of the Lord his God. And when they came to Hilkiah the high priest, they delivered the money that was brought into the house of God, which the Levites that kept the doors had gathered of the hand of Manasseh and Ephraim, and of all the remnant of Israel, and of all Judah and Benjamin, and they returned to Jerusalem. And they put it in the hand of the workmen that had the oversight of the house of the Lord, and they gave it to the workmen that wrought in the house of the Lord to repair and to amend the house. Even to the artificers and builders gave they it, to buy hewn stone and timber for couplings, and to floor the houses which the kings of Judah had destroyed. And the men did work faithfully, and the overseers of them were Jahath and Obadiah, the Levites, of the sons of Merari, and Zechariah and Meshulam, the sons of the Kohathites, to set it forward, and other of the Levites, all that could skill of instruments of music." Also they were over the bearers of burdens, and were overseers of all that wrought the work in any manner of service, and of the Levites there were scribes and officers and porters. And when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. And Hilkiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah delivered the book to Shaphan. And Shaphan carried the book to the king, and brought the king word back again, saying, All that was committed to thy servants, they do it. And they have gathered together the money that was found in the house of the Lord, 
and had delivered it into the hand of the overseers and to the hand of the workmen. Then Shaphan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king, and it came to pass, when the king had heard the words of the law, that he rent his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah and Ahikam the son of Shaphan, and Abdon the son of Micah, and Shaphan the scribe, and Asaiah, a servant of the king's, saying, Go, inquire of the Lord for me, and for them that are left in Israel and in Judah, concerning the words of the book that is found, for great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us, because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do after all that is written in this book. And Hilkiah and they that the king had appointed went to Huldah the prophetess, the wife of Shalom, the son of Tikvath, the son of Hazra, keeper of the wardrobe. Now she dwelt in Jerusalem in the college, and they spake to her to that effect. And she answered them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Tell you the man that sent you to me. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place and upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the curses that are written in the book, which they have read before the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be poured out upon this place, and shall not be quenched. And as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, so shall ye say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel concerning the words which thou hast heard. Because thine heart was tender, and thou didst humble thyself before God, when thou heardest his words against this place, and against the inhabitants thereof, and humblest thyself before me, and didst rend thy clothes, and weep before me, I have even heard thee also, saith the Lord. Behold, I will gather thee to thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered to thy grave in peace. Neither shall thine eyes see all the evil that I will bring upon this place, and upon the inhabitants of the same. So they brought the king word again. After the untimely death of the wicked Ammon in Second Chronicles chapter 33, verses 21-25, through 25, Judah gets his son Josiah as their new eight-year-old king. Now, what does an eight-year-old know about ruling? Well, that's not a normal childhood, I'll tell you that. We aren't told in either passage who gave counsel to Josiah in his early years, but we are told that he began to seek the one true God when he was 16, and by age 20, he decided it was the right time to make his move. He just didn't want any part of his father's evilness as a good boy. He immediately sets out to clean up Israel. Yes, the northern kingdom too, according to Second Chronicles chapter 34, verse 6, and also in Second Kings chapter 23, verse 15. He gets rid of the high places and the pagan altars, but first he executed and burned the bones of those idolatrous priests on their own pagan altars. I'm guessing they didn't see that one coming. At about 26 years of age, he commissions the repair of the temple, which had been severely abused under the reigns of his wicked father Ammon and his equally wicked grandfather Manasseh. Apparently due to the weakened condition of the Assyrian Empire at this time, Josiah was able to purge all of Israel, that's the northern and the southern kingdoms, to purge them of its idols and pagan altars. In the process of this spring cleaning, so to speak, the high priest Hilkiah finds the book of the law. Obviously, nobody had given any care concerning that law and that book since King Hezekiah many decades earlier. So it apparently had been misplaced, well, perhaps deliberately. 
After hearing the reading of the law, Josiah realizes how corrupt they'd become under his pa and grandpa. He sends out for a prophecy, not to the now-famous Jeremiah, but to Huldah, the unpublished prophetess. Huldah lived in Jerusalem in the second quarter of the city, and the King James Version is called the College. She delivers a harsh prophecy, though, says Jerusalem will be punished for their actions, but not in Josiah's lifetime because of his faithfulness to God. Although Josiah had been a good king, Judah had already stepped way over the line. Now let's do a little refresher concerning the statement of Second Chronicles chapter 34, verse 24. Here's what it says. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place, upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the curses that are written in the book, which they have read before the king of Judah. Now these are the curses recorded in Deuteronomy, where there it was prophesied that Israel would fall because of idolatry, and that was written some 800 or so years earlier. As a matter of fact, after entering Canaan, and that initial entry, they had a big blessing-cursing ceremony on Mount Gerizim and Mount Ebal simultaneously, half the tribe standing on one, the other half on the other, shouting the promised blessings and cursings. The actual event is recorded in Joshua chapter 8, verses 1 through 28. But the program was actually set up under the leadership of Moses prior to his death. If you'd like to know more about, uh, about that, then there's a link in the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today. And that link takes you over to Joshua chapter 8. There's a picture there too. It shows you Shechem in the middle and Mount Gerizim on the left and Mount Ebal on the right. It was, uh, it was quite a ceremony they had there. In addition, and Imai's list of these blessings and cursings are actually found in Leviticus chapter 26. After all, Israel Judah had been through. Imagine how Josiah and company must have felt after seeing that all of these unfortunate events in Israel's history had already been prophesied some 800 years earlier. Now, if you look into the written notes of BibleTrack.org, I've summarized King number 16 over Judah. He's Josiah from 640 to 609 B.C. And by the way, he was a very good king, and there's nothing specified bad about King Josiah. Now, the good King Josiah gives it a try anyway, even though he's heard from Prophetess Huldah about the future fate of Judah and Israel. He gives it a try anyway. And this is recorded in 2 Kings chapter 23, verses 1 through 20, and 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verses 29 through 33. First, let's look at 2 Kings chapter 23. And the king sent, and they gathered unto him all the elders of Judah and of Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with him, and the priests and the prophets, and all the people, both small and great. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant, which was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord, and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart, and all their soul, to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book. And all the people stood to the covenant. And the king commanded Hilkiah the high priest, and the priest of the second order, and the keepers of the door, to bring forth out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal, 
and for the grove, and for all the host of heaven. And he burned them without Jerusalem in the fields of Kidron, and carried the ashes of them into Bethel. And he put down the idolatrous priest whom the kings of Judah had ordained to burn incense in the high places in the cities of Judah, and in the places round about Jerusalem, them also that burned incense unto Baal, to the sun, and to the moon, and to the planets, and to all the host of heaven. And he brought out the grove from the house of the Lord without Jerusalem, under the brook Kidron, and burned it at the brook Kidron, and stamped it small to powder, and cast the powder thereof upon the graves of the children of the people. And he brake down the houses of the Sodomites that were by the house of the Lord, where the women wove hangings for the grove. And he brought all the priests out of the cities of Judah, and defiled the high places where the priests had burned incense from Geba to Beersheba, and brake down the high places of the gates that were in the entering in of the gate of Joshua, the governor of the city, which were on a man's left hand at the gate of the city. Nevertheless, the priests of the high places came not up to the altar of the Lord in Jerusalem, but they did eat of the unleavened bread among their brethren. And he defiled Topheth, which is in the valley of the children of Hinnom, that no man might make his son or his daughter to pass through the fire to Moloch. And he took away the horses that the kings of Judah had given to the son at the entering in of the house of the Lord by the chamber of Nathan Melech the chamberlain, which was in the suburbs, and burned the chariots of the sun with fire. And the altars that were on the top of the upper chamber of Ahaz, which the kings of Judah had made, and the altars which Manasseh had made in the two courts of the house of the Lord, did the king beat down and break them down from thence, and cast the dust of them into the brook Kidron. And the high places that were before Jerusalem, which were on the right hand of the Mount of Corruption, which Solomon the king of Israel had builded for Ashtoreth the abomination of the Zidonians, and for Chemosh the abomination of the Moabites, and for Milcom the abomination of the children of Ammon, did the king defile. And he brake in pieces the images, and cut down the groves, and filled their places with the bones of men. Moreover the altar that was at Bethel, and the high place which Jeroboam the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin, had made both that altar and the high place he break down, and burned the high place, and stamped it small to powder, and burned the grove. And as Josiah turned himself, he spied the sepulchres that were there in the mount, and sent and took the bones out of the sepulchres, and burned them upon the altar, and polluted it, according to the word of the Lord which the man of God proclaimed, who proclaimed these words. Then he said, What title is that that I see? And the men of the city told him, It is the sepulchre of the man of God, which came from Judah, and proclaimed these tidings that thou hast done against the altar of Bethel. And he said, Let him alone. Let no man move his bones. So they let his bones alone. And the bones of the prophet that came out of Samaria. And all the houses also of the high places that were in the cities of Samaria, which the kings of Israel had made to provoke the Lord to anger, Josiah took away and did to them according to all the acts that he had done in Bethel. And he slew all the priests of the high places that were there upon the altars, and burned men's bones upon them, and returned to Jerusalem. Now let's go over and read the more abbreviated passage in Second Chronicles chapter 34, beginning with verse 29. Then the king sent and gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem, 
And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the priests, and the Levites, and all the people, great and small. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant that was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood in the place and made a covenant before the Lord, to walk after the Lord, and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes, with all his heart and with all his soul, to perform the words of the covenant which are written in this book. And he caused all that were present in Jerusalem and Benjamin to stand to it. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. And Josiah took away all the abominations of all the countries that pertained to the children of Israel, and made all that were present in Israel to serve, even to serve the Lord their God. And all his days they departed not from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. Now, despite the prophecy against Judah from the prophetess, Josiah determines to clean up Judah and Israel. I mean, really clean it up. He calls the people of Judah and Israel together and has the law read to them. He pledges to follow the law himself. And 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 3 says, And all the people stood to the covenant. He gets rid of all those pagan altars and tears down the cultish male prostitution house. He even tears down the altar that Jeroboam had built in Bethel. That was up in Ephraim's territory. Not only does he tear down the pagan altars to all the various false gods, he slaughters those phony priests on their own altars. There's a little slam against Solomon in 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 13. I mean, he's the one who started Israel's slide toward idolatry in the first place. Josiah is a very good king, but God had already determined that Judah would be destroyed because of the great sins of his fathers, especially Manasseh. So how widespread was Josiah's influence in this cleanup operation? Well, take a look at Second Chronicles chapter 34, verse 33. It says, And Josiah took away all the abominations out of all the countries that pertained to the children of Israel, and made all that were present in Israel to serve, even to serve the Lord their God, and all his days they departed not from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. Now we see the same confirmation in Second Kings chapter 23, verse 19, where there it said that his eradication of pagan worship, well, that extended all, to, all the way up to the cities of Samaria. That's a reference to the territory that had once been ruled by the northern kingdom of Israel. So all I have to say right here is, Josiah, you are the man. Now let's do a little assessment of the situation in Israel and Judah at this point. The year that these reforms began can be calculated man, to have begun around 620 B.C., that being the 20th year of Josiah's reign. Josiah reigned until his death in 609 B.C., the same year that the Assyrians, Nineveh, fell to the Babylonians. Assyria was significantly weakened at this point and had obviously lost its hold on Israel. Josiah here is able to clean up the pagan worship in Judah and Israel. It would appear at this point that all of Israel is unified under Josiah, just like back in the old days. But because of Ahalda's prophecy, Josiah knew that his prosperity was to be short-lived. Judah and Israel had a tough time after the demise of Josiah. The capper comes in 586 B.C. when Judah, once and for all, fell to the Babylonians. And that's seen in Second Kings chapters 24 and 25. 
Now, what Josiah did here was a fulfillment of a 300-year-old prophecy that had actually been made to Jeroboam himself back in 1 Kings chapter 13, verses 1 through 10. As a matter of fact, Josiah is mentioned by name in that prophecy in 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 2. King Josiah fulfills his prophecy exactly as it had been presented to Jeroboam back then. Now, in our next section of Scripture in 2 Kings chapter 23, verses 21 through 28, and 2 Chronicles chapter 35, verses 1 through 19, we see that Josiah actually restored the observance of the Passover. 2 Kings 23, verse 21. And the king commanded all the people, saying, Keep the Passover unto the Lord your God, as it is written in the book of this covenant. Surely there was not holden such a Passover from the days of the judges that judged Israel, nor in all the days of the kings of Israel, nor of the kings of Judah. But in the eighteenth year of King Josiah, wherein this Passover was holden to the Lord in Jerusalem, moreover the workers with familiar spirits, and the wizards, and the images, and the idols, and all the abominations that were spied of the land of Judah, and in Jerusalem, did Josiah put away that he might perform the words of the law which were written in the book that Hilkiah the priest found in the house of the Lord. And like unto him was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might according to all the law of Moses. Neither after him arose there any like him. Notwithstanding, the Lord turned not from the fierceness of his great wrath, wherewith his anger was kindled against Judah, because of all the provocations that Manasseh had provoked him withal. And the Lord said, I will remove Judah out of my sight, as I have removed Israel, and will cast off this city of Jerusalem, which I have chosen, and the houses of which I said, My name shall be there. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah, and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? Now let's go over to Second Chronicles chapter 35, where here we have a more expanded account. Verse 1. Moreover, Josiah kept a Passover unto the Lord in Jerusalem, and they killed the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month. And they set the priests in their charges and encouraged them to the service of the house of the Lord, and said unto the Levites that taught all Israel, which were holy unto the Lord, Put the holy ark in the house which Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, did build. It shall not be a burden upon your shoulders. Serve now the Lord your God and his people Israel. And prepare yourselves by the houses of your fathers after your courses, according to the writing of David, king of Israel, and according to the writing of Solomon, his son. And stand in the holy place according to the divisions of the families of the fathers of your brethren, the people, and after the divisions of the families of the Levites. So kill the Passover and sanctify yourselves, and prepare your brethren that they may do according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. And Josiah gave to the people of the flock lambs and kids, all for the Passover offerings, for all that were present to the number of thirty thousand, and three thousand bullocks that were of the king's substance. And his princes gave willingly unto the people, to the priests, and to the Levites, Hilkiah and Zechariah and Jehiel, rulers of the house of God, gave unto the priest for the Passover offerings 2,600 small cattle and 300 oxen. Conaniah also and Shemaiah and Nethanael, his brethren, and Hashabiah 
And Jael and Jazabad, chief of the Levites, gave unto the Levites for Passover offerings 5,000 small cattle and 500 oxen. So the service was prepared, and the priests stood in their place, and the Levites in their courses, according to the king's commandment. And they killed the Passover, and the priests sprinkled the blood from their hands, and the Levites flayed them. And they removed the burnt offerings that they might give according to the divisions of the families of the people, to offer unto the Lord, as it is written in the book of Moses. And so did they with the oxen. And they roasted the Passover with fire, according to the ordinance. But the other holy offerings sawed they in pots, and in cauldrons, and in pans, and divided them speedily among all the people. And afterward they made ready for themselves and for the priest, because the priest, the son of Aaron, were busied in offering of burnt offerings, and the fat until night. Therefore the Levites prepared for themselves and for the priests, the sons of Aaron. And the singers, the sons of Asaph, were in their place, according to the commandment of David, and Asaph, and Heman, and Jedithan, the king's seer. And the porters waited at every gate, that they might not depart from their service, for their brethren the Levites prepared for them. So all the service of the Lord was prepared the same day, to keep the Passover, and to offer burnt offerings upon the altar of the Lord, according to the commandment of King Josiah. And the children of Israel that were present kept the Passover at that time, and the Feast of Unleavened Bread seven days. And there was no Passover like to that kept in Israel from the days of Samuel the prophet, neither did all the kings of Israel keep such a Passover as Josiah kept. And the priests and the Levites and all Judah and Israel that were present, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, in the eighteenth year of the reign of Josiah was this Passover kept." Now, inquiring minds may have been wondering why the law was just discovered during Josiah's reign. I mean, we all know that the law was kept inside the Ark of the Covenant, and we all know that the Ark of the Covenant was kept in the Holy of Holies. Second Chronicles chapter 35, verse 3 gives us a little hint that the evil times under previous kings, especially King Ahaz, may have actually caused the Levites to hide the Ark of the Covenant somewhere in the temple for safekeeping. The temple was a massive structure with underground rooms having plenty of places to hide such a treasure. Anyway, Josiah tells them to put the ark back into the Holy of Holies where it belongs. Then Josiah restores the Passover followed by the seven days of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, just like the old times with lots of sacrifices, singers, uh, and a glorious return to God. As a matter of fact, according to Second Chronicles chapter 35, verse 18, it was the mother of all, so to speak, Passover observances. Now, if you're looking for a resume enhancement on Josiah, there it is in Second Kings chapter 23, verse 25. Here's what it says. And like unto him was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart and with all his soul and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses, neither after him arose there any like him. Times were good, but there's a little wrinkle here in Second Kings chapter 23, verse 26. That one says, Notwithstanding, the Lord turned not from the fierceness of his wrath, wherewith his anger was kindled against Judah, because of all the provocations that Manasseh had provoked him withal. In verse 27, we see that the Lord has already ordained that Judah and Jerusalem will indeed fall. And that's despite the good efforts of Josiah. Isaiah had prophesied that times would turn bad again. 
And then we see that Josiah picks a battle that just wasn't his. We'll read about this in 2 Kings chapter 23, verses 29 and 30. And then the parallel passage is 2 Chronicles chapter 35, verses 20 through 27. 2 Kings 23, 29. In his days, Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, went up against the king of Assyria to the river Euphrates, and King Josiah went against him, and he slew him at Megiddo when he had seen him. And his servants carried him in a chariot, dead from Megiddo, and brought him to Jerusalem and buried him in his own sepulcher. And the people of the land took Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, and anointed him and made him king in his father's stead. Now let's read about it again over in Second Chronicles chapter 35, beginning with verse 20. After all this, when Josiah had prepared the temple, Necho, king of Egypt, came up to fight against Carchemish by Euphrates. And Josiah went out against him. But he sent ambassadors to him, saying, What have I to do with thee, thou king of Judah? I come not against thee this day, but against the house wherewith I have war. For God commanded me to make haste, forbear thee from meddling with God, who is with me, that he destroy thee not. Nevertheless, Josiah would not turn his face from him, but disguised himself that he might fight with him, and hearkened not unto the words of Necho from the mouth of God, and came to fight in the valley of Megiddo. And the archer shot at King Josiah, and the king said to his servants, Have me away, for I am sore wounded. His servants therefore took him out of that chariot, and put him in the second chariot that he had, and they brought him to Jerusalem. And he died, and was buried in one of the sepulchres of his fathers. And all Judah and Jerusalem mourned for Josiah. And Jeremiah lamented for Josiah, and all the singing men and the singing women spake of Josiah and their lamentations to this day, and made them an ordinance in Israel, and behold, they are written in the lamentations. Now the rest of the acts of Josiah and his goodness, according to that which was written of the law of the Lord, and his deeds first and last, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. Well, things were going well in Israel and Judah under Josiah, but Josiah makes a miscalculation. It's about 609 B.C., that's 23 years before the final fall of Jerusalem. The king of Egypt is challenging the Assyrians and wants to cut across Judah on his way over to fight. But Josiah objects. The Egyptian king warns Josiah not to get involved. It's not his battle. Instead, Josiah disguises himself and goes out to fight the king of Egypt. He's subsequently shot by an arrow, and he dies. And he was only 39 years old. Everybody mourns his death. Now, the next passage of Scripture we're going to read about Jehoahaz. He becomes the king at 23 years old. We see him in 2 Kings chapter 23, verses 31 through 33, which is also paralleled in 2 Chronicles 36, verses 1 through 3, which is not part of today's reading. But if you look into the written notes of BibleDirect.org for today's reading, you'll notice that I have those three verses from 2 Chronicles 36 in blue on the right side of the table. So we'll just read 2 Chronicles 23, verse 31 through 33. Jehoahaz was twenty and three years old when he began to reign, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hamatal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. 
And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his fathers had done. And Pharaoh Necho put him in bands at Riblah in the land of Hamath, that he might not reign in Jerusalem, and put the land to a tribute of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. Now, as I mentioned, Second Chronicles chapter 36, verses 1 through 8, also briefly mentions the following two kings. The first is Jehoahaz. He's Josiah's son, but he's evil right from the beginning. The Egyptian Pharaoh takes him captive and appoints his brother Jehoiakim, that's the second king, as the new king of Judah. So we have a summary of king number 17 for three months. His name is Jehoahaz. Um, nah, he's just bad, just a bad king. And he reigned for those three months in 609 B.C. Then we read about Jehoiakim. At 25 years old, he becomes the king. And he's recorded in Second Kings chapter 23, verses 34 through 37, which is paralleled in Second Chronicles chapter 36, verses 4 through 8, which is not part of today's reading. But again, if you look into the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today, you'll see in blue in the right side of the table, uh, that account in Second Chronicles 36. But we're just going to read Second Kings 23 today. Verse 34, And Pharaoh Necho made Eliakim the son of Josiah king in the room of Josiah his father, and turned his name to Jehoiakim, and took Jehoahaz away, and he came to Egypt and died there. And Jehoiakim gave the silver and the gold to Pharaoh, but he taxed the land to give the money according to the commandment of Pharaoh. He exacted the silver and the gold of the people, the land of every one according to his taxation, to give it unto Pharaoh Necho. Jehoiakim was twenty and five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned eleven years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Zebedah, the daughter of Padaiah of Rumah. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his fathers had done. Then to round out today's reading, we have a summary of King number 18, who reigned from 609 to 598 B.C. His name was Jehoiakim, and he reigned over Judah. By the way, yes, he was bad. Now, uh, let me conclude today by saying that... um, uh, I have a little bit of a personal accomplishment that I would like to mention here. Uh, I began reading the commentary and the passages on BibleTrack.org on October the 18th, 2009. Now, here's what that means. That means with this reading of October the 17th that we have now read the entire Scripture, all the passages and all the commentary uh, for an entire year's worth of reading. Now, if you've listened to each one of those, how about dropping me a line? You can send an email to me at wayne at bibletrack.org. Love to hear from you. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walter.